section one hundred and one of the inheritance by susan edmondstoon ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter thirty plus jeune moins nous avions de résignation car dans la jeunesse surtout l'on s'attendant bonheur l'on croit en avoir le droit et l'on se révolte à l'idée de ne pas l'obtenir madame de stahl for a time gertrude felt as though she were again restored to all she had lost in her joy at finding she was not the daughter of the man whom her very soul abhorred and at the moment all other evils seemed light compared to that she had just escaped she could not find words to thank lindsay for his generous interference though that was only known to her in part but her looks her tears her broken exclamations spoke more forcibly the feelings of her heart but the first flush of joy over many a bitter thought arose she was still the fallen degraded dependent being without a home without a friend save one he to whom she owed all and delmore but on delmore she would not think she would wait in all the unnatural calmness of patience which knew not resignation till she heard from him and then and her heart heaved in agony as she thought what might then be the result lindsay seemed to guess something of what was passing in her mind for he said with some emotion those who like yourself have been imposed upon in this fraud ought not they also to be undeceived shall i perform that duty for you shall i write he stopped but gertrude knew to whom he alluded and for a moment she wished that delmore were indeed apprised of the discovery which had been made that she was not the daughter of the horrid lewiston but in another instant she rejected the idea no thought she i will not seem to court his notice as heiress of rossville i gloried in avowing my preference for him but as the poor homeless gertrude tis he must now seek me my heart may break but it will not bend i will wait i will be to him all or nothing but she almost gasped as she repeated to lindsay i will wait then after a pause she added with a deep blush but do you what you think right for me and lindsay's generous disinterested spirit guided upon every occasion by that heavenly principle do unto others even as you would that others should do unto you prompted him to write and acquaint delmore with the truth as the daughter of lewiston he was certain he never would have stooped to an alliance with gertrude but whether as she was now situated he would still fulfil his engagement was a doubtful question at any rate it was due to him to be undeceived and though he comprehended and approved of the delicacy which kept gertrude silent 
he deemed it but the more incumbent on him to declare the truth he therefore wrote a simple and brief statement of what had passed without noticing or alluding to anything else and having dispatched his letter he awaited the answer in an agitation of mind little inferior to gertrude's meanwhile dr bruce and mr and miss black had successively arrived and it was lindsay's painful task to make the two latter acquainted with the guilty transaction which he did in the gentlest and most delicate manner but however desirous he was of sparing their feelings it was impossible to soften the disgraceful fact which fell upon them like a thunderbolt and affected them each according to the difference of their mind and feelings when the first shock had been surmounted it was settled that miss black should remain at rossville for the present in attendance upon mrs st clair whose situation was such as to disarm every hostile feeling even could such have found harbour in her sister's breast but it was in sorrow not in anger that she acknowledged the disgrace which had fallen upon them and lindsay hoped that her soft upbraiding spirit might tend to calm gertrude's wilder grief but gertrude refused to see her do not said she to lindsay with an agitation that shook her whole frame do not ask me to see any one at present never ask me to see the sister of she stopped shuddering but you forgive her gertrude said lindsay gertrude was silent for some moments then exclaimed with a burst of emotion oh it is dreadful to have been thus striving against nature striving to love as my mother she who was my bitterest enemy she has broken bands which god himself had knit my mother and i knew her not as such gentle and uncomplaining i treated her as my servant oh may god forgive me but do not ask me to forgive her ah gertrude it was not thus we were taught to pray by him who forgave us but gertrude only wept in bitterness of heart dear gertrude you have been heroic will you not be forgiving do not let me think you find it easier to be great than to be good for you i would do much said gertrude in increasing emotion i would do even this if i could but i cannot do not then do not name her to me cried she passionately while she pressed her hands on her bosom as if to still the tumult of her soul she it is who has made me the lost degraded wretched being that i am and ever must remain and again her tears burst forth how you disappoint me gertrude said lindsay with a sigh i had flattered myself that the same greatness of mind which led you to cast far from you all that you most prized on earth would at the same time have taught you the worthlessness of those mere worldly objects ungrateful that you are which of all the gifts a liberal creator has endowed you with would you exchange for those empty distinctions which one creature bestows upon another would you exchange your beauty for rank your talents for wealth your greatness of mind for extended power for all of them would you exchange your immortal soul ah 
gertrude what avails it by what name you are called for the few short years of your earthly pilgrimage if to be made fit partakers of immortal life is as i believe it is the sole end of existence all that we are called upon to endure here are but means for that end do not impute your trials then severe as they are to a being such as yourself but look upon them as instruments in the hand of god it may be to bring you unto him even in this world gertrude you may yet live to reap in smiles what has been sown in tears if you will look for happiness where it is only to be found gertrude shook her head and still wept but her tears were softer and her agitation less violent lindsay's was not that indiscreet zeal which would break the bruised reed and quench the smoking flax in his blind misjudging enthusiasm he looked not that the soil should be harrowed and the seed sown and the harvest reaped at one and the same time but he trusted that the influence of divine truth would bring peace to the soul still fainting with agony beneath the load assigned it and that the heart which god had stricken would yet in prostrating itself at the throne of grace and acknowledging him in all his ways rise superior to the changes of this passing world o oh, virtue when this solemn pageantry of earthly grandeur shall be no more when all distinctions but moral and religious shall vanish when this earth shall be dissolved when the moon shall be no more a light by night neither the sun by day thou shalt still survive thy votary's immortal friend thou shalt appear like thy great author in perfect beauty thy lustre undiminished thy glory imperishable end of section one hundred and one